It's me, Nicole Lee. And this is Caleb. Welcome to Two Cents of Me. We try to make sense of what goes through our heads and why it's there to start with. Okay. So what are your thoughts on COVID? Well, um, I think it's stupid that everybody wants to pass blame on someone for it when we don't know where it came from and it doesn't really matter. It's here. We have to deal with it. Who gives a shit where it came from? Um, but uh, I've, ha- I've had a lot of friends get really worked up about the fact that they're required to wear masks in certain places and that businesses are required to have certain restrictions. But I think that's a bit childish, personally. Super childish, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think the masks are super cool. It makes me feel like better <laughs> no hey. one's coughing on me no one and hey you get to wear masks in places that were illegal before yes <laughs> at the bank yeah like you get to wear masks <laughs> at the bank um but then the masks are super cute to begin with and then like i don't know if, about you you're a little bit taller but when people are standing behind me in line i can feel them like breathing on me or like they're just too close and i'm like I can hear you inhaling and exhaling. Yeah. Now I'm just, now with the masks, I feel better. Like, they're not that close to me. Yeah. (laughs) Although I do think the masks give people a false sense of security sometimes. I feel like people with masks tend to get a lot closer than people without masks in general. Hmm. Although there's definitely exceptions to the rule on both sides, but I've noticed that. It's kind of like wearing a bike helmet. Does it actually make you safer? Because, I mean, yeah, it protects your head, but you do stuff in usually dumber ways because of it. Oh, that's true. I see what you mean. There have actually been studies on that. Does it actually make you safer to wear a bike helmet? And uh, I seem to remember the study I saw actually said that it probably makes you slightly less safe to wear a bike helmet because of the the confidence that That it gives gives you. you. Dang, I didn't know that. So what? What about it? Like, is it working up your friends? Like, what? Are, what are they saying? Um, they're saying that it's their that their constitutional rights are being infringed upon, and that uh, if you let them take away, <laughs> if you let them take away. Uh, little bits at a time then this is ha- basically how tyrannies come into effect <laughs> i'm sorry but do they not know how bad things really are like how tight things are already yeah here's the thing i'm going to explain my opinion on this and why i tend to roll my eyes at that mm-hmm. um i i believe I'm somewhat of an anarchist. I believe that government is mostly unnecessary and stupid, but government is there to protect people. Mm -hmm. That's the only purpose it really should serve. And 99% of the time, they're just doing dumb shit. But this is the one time where we need them to help, help coordinate things, keep things civilized and protect people. And that's what they're doing. I'm happy for that. And other people are getting upset because that's what they're doing. When 
pretty much every other time, and I mean, they're doing plenty of dumb shit now too, but they're also doing what they're there to do. They're helping protect people. And honestly, I don't think they're going as far as they should right now because the cases are climbing quickly and people's lives are on the line. Lives are not worth money. And so many of my, so many people who I've heard, especially in this area, don't seem to agree with that. Yep. And some of them will make the argument that a bad economy will cause more lives to end than uh, the virus deaths would. First of all, there's no way to know that. Secondly, that does not sound likely to me at all. Not only that, oh my gosh, the economy... There's, there's so many points on everything that you're talking about. Everything that you said that I... Yeah, and I, there's more that I haven't said as well. Oh my gosh. And that's... So, first off, with the first thing that you had said, like... We were put... So, back then, when the, when they had... When they created banks, when they created the Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. they took everyone's gold and put it there. Everyone's gold from the banks, they were like... This is our gold now. You guys get money in exchange for it. But you guys only get this amount of money. So the gold value still increased for, you know, the Federal Reserve, but it hasn't increased for the, you know, the general population. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are they so mad that they're, you know, requiring us to wear masks and how, like, that it's taking away their rights or whatever when people's gold was literally taken away and given to a business? The Federal Reserve is a business. It's Mm -hmm. not part of the government. And we're not in debt with our own government. Our government is in debt to a freaking business that took Mm -hmm. all of the citizens' gold that were in any of the banks and gave it to them. So, like, why are you mad about masks now when you should be mad about all the gold that you and your ancestors lost? Well, out of sight, out of mind, I guess. That was a long time ago. I guess they're just not They're just about mad it. about stupid shit. Like, okay, so out of sight, out of mind, then... I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> but anyways, the second thing that you had said... What was it? But the, the safety thing. You were so right with that. Like, that that's the whole purpose of it. And mm-hmm. we keep thinking. We, we keep wanting it to be a business. Yeah. Without failing to realize if we continue to make it a business, it's going to become very hard to live here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why a lot of other countries' economies have failed, because they want it to be a business. The other people's, like, what is it, Greenland or Iceland? The ones that, like, have a super good economy? A1? Uh, Iceland, I think. Anyways, one of them, like, if we were to live more like that, more... Mm-hmm. A lot of the Nordic countries are known to be doing very well, I think and socially like they're allowed to carry their guns wherever they want and but they also have to take classes to get those guns and they have to register everything like if we just made it a little bit easier not so hard to like because they don't even have jails like we do their jails are more of like a what is it rehabilitation center they call them restorative justice see we don't have stuff like that yeah, they don't really do prison in the conventional sense, but that's a completely different topic that could take a, a lot of discussion on its oh, own. Oh, most definitely, but I'm just saying, like, there's so much more that we could be doing rather than trying to, like, yeah 
the, or how bad we're doing now, you know? Because we, we're not necessarily... If we were to be more humane instead of more business-minded, mm-hmm. then we would have a better economy and then we wouldn't have to worry about situations like this. Yeah. We would have our full trust in our government, yeah. how we need to have it. But we don't, and that's why we're fighting back so much. Yeah. And internationally, um, I think this the U.S. Uh, the U.S. has been uncomfortable with with how other countries have been doing things because countries have been very oddly competitive about how they're handling the COVID nineteen crisis, and the U.S. is far from the best at handling it. <laughs> and I think it. I think. It's hard to generalize a country as a person, but since it's made up of people, you can kind of do that. Pretending that the U.S. is a person, I would say that the U.S. is becoming very insecure about how it's been handling it, and it tends to get bitter towards other countries about it. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. You can kind of see it going down when you look at other countries talking about it, especially in Europe. I watched some Europeans talking about especially the relationships between China and the U.S. and it's really interesting uh, they're, they're pretty worried about the relationship between China and the U.S. and I agree for a lot of the same reasons they do once again, another topic, I'm going to try not to go down rabbit hole but um, but the China it's, it's not necessarily that China's been handling the crisis better than the U.S. It's hard to say since that's where it started, but uh, they, the U.S. and China are pointing fingers back and forth at each other about the, the virus, trying to play the blame game unnecessarily, and that's creating a lot of tension on its own. And then there are countries like Russia, who is obviously being competitive. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but they're blatant. Uh, Putin was basically essentially gloating about having the first released COVID-19 vaccine, even though a lot of people like to claim that it wasn't tested sufficiently. I don't know if it has been. I'm I'm not making any statement on that, but uh, I just think it's funny how competitive these countries are getting over this when it's it's not about doing better than anybody else. It's just about doing what you can. To protect people, reduce reduce as many uh, as many deaths as you can. Almost said lives. Um, reduce as many deaths as you can in the moment. Don't worry so much about what's coming in the future because you can't control the future. All you have is now. All you can control is now. You know what's happening now. You can control that. Mm-hmm. So that's where your effort should be. Isn't it hard to live that way though? Being yeah. present all the time, I think we touched on that, and it's it's um, within the last time that we talked, and now I was I've been reading a couple books, and I've been trying to live more in the moment like that, but it's so hard as well. Like I've been feeling the growth pains from it. Yeah. So I could only imagine how it is to be in those positions, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what we need now you know being a doctor or a scientist or being you know one of the senates that's having to you know read over these things and 
see the test results and make decisions that way mm-hmm. how anxious they are and how they're having to make this decision so quickly but it is stupid the way that media has portrayed it yeah. because if media would were to um say it differently like we are making advancements as uh, you know, internationally, internationally, we are making advancements to try to help each other cure, you know, whatever's going on, or try to find the best solution for it. We're over here being dumbasses, <laughs> being stupid, when we should take the other way and try to work together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing that was funny about that vaccine thing is that the U.S., and I think some of the European Union even was accusing Russia of having uh, hacked into computers to steal vaccine research. I'm like, this this should not be a headline at all. This, yeah. This should not, first of all, if they did, good for them. <laughs> right. Go ahead, do it. But secondly, they shouldn't have to. That should be public knowledge. Right. We should be working together on this, not exactly. It's so dumb that we're not working together. Like, and everybody knows that there is no I in team, and teamwork gets the dream work done. And we're over here being dumb. Like, why are we pitting each other against... Why are we being pitted against each other? It almost seems like a fundamental human need to meet an enemy. I never thought about it that way. I have. It seems like people always need an enemy. I mean, if you think about it, pretty much any group of people that you've associated with has some group of people in their mind who's the bad, the bad people. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Um... Well, for example, uh, the U.S. right now, a, a large portion of the U.S. thinks that China is the, is the bad guys, and vice versa as well. Um, uh, I hate to bring race into the matter, but uh, right now, generally, it's, I mean, this isn't, I don't want to overgeneralize, but a lot of a lot of Caucasians think that, that that African Americans are the problem, and a lot of African Americans think that Caucasians are the problem. There's just constant enmity between between arbitrary shoeboxes that people like to throw each other and themselves in. Yeah. It's something that we're so we've always had to have and had an enemy too in the past so it's always like we want to stay in that same mindset but there's no need to what do you mean we had to have it well it seems like back then and that only because i wasn't there it's just to make i guess more of a observation that i made it seems that back then there was always some type of like so our social media now is so accessible and it is um we're we're able to determine whether or not it's real or fake very very quickly Mm -hmm. 
back then it was it wasn't like that so back then it was easier to sway people in a certain direction now people are able to realize like you know this this is really what's going on like here are the facts and they're able to spread that word so much faster than they ever did back then kind of like the the forgotten war the what is it vietnam war is that what it's called yeah like that was that was media portray, portraying things mm-hmm. in the way that they shouldn't have well media always does that exactly but we're able to back then they were not able to go through and fact checked everything mm-hmm. they weren't like well here's the thing you still can't fact check perfectly for example well, yeah i see i see propaganda against china in the u.s all the time now it's, it's ramping up uh slowly Mm-hmm. But it is ramping up, and it's kind of scary. I hope it goes back down, but if it doesn't, there's probably going to be a war. Because yeah. I, I see it increasing, and if you don't look outside of that, then you don't know what's going on. Now, like you said, in this case, I can, because there are other resources. But what about North Korea? There are very few sources that can tell us what's going on in North Korea. And simply by the fact that there are very few, we can't really trust that information. I mean, most people, I think, do. I don't. I don't, I don't have an opinion about what's going on in North Korea because I don't know. Yeah. There's not enough information coming out of North Korea mm-hmm. for me to trust any of it, really. It's just all so bottlenecked. So easy to to skew or propagandize it and there are so many people in between me and North Korea that can twist that if they want to and a lot of reasons to do so yeah but do you see since we don't have access to that information it makes it so much harder to make a decision so back then, they the less access that they had now like just we're in the same situation with that again sadly. Yeah. But do you see what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. If we were to have more access to the information, and able to fact check it, then we feel more confident and more safe. Yeah, but also the only source of information is people, and you have to trust somebody if you're going to believe in that information I don't know yeah you're right on that and you can't be naive and try to trust everyone I guess the the thing that you could do is just try to be your best self every day and as long as you know that you are doing the right thing then that's what should matter and that's what should matter to our government Mm -hmm. you know is they shouldn't worry about whatever someone else is saying this about someone else. Like, shoot, if they get that information yeah. about the the vaccine, like, good for you, yeah. like you said. And not only that, like, hold up. Here are all of my notes. Share me your share your notes. You know what? That's the other thing. For vaccines, um, what was it? There was a scientist. There was two scientists and a lady. So the lady had figured out, what was it? Oh, it was for DNA. That's what it was. For DNA, they were trying to figure out the DNA molecules or the little like how it would look, like, and so she had a picture of it, 
and they didn't. And, like, if they would have worked together, all three of them, they would have figured that out within months. Mm -hmm. But no. They were trying to steal her ideas, and she was trying to make herself look smarter than they were because she was so worried about how she looked, and they were just being misogynistic or something. Like, if they would have been working together, they would have figured it out sooner. Made Mm -hmm. the problem go away faster. Gotten their... She didn't even get her freaking award. She had passed away from cancer before she got her award. And yeah. the same thing's going to happen now. Hundreds of millions of people are going to die before they get a vaccine because they're stuck up each other's asses trying to figure out whether or not, you know, they're going to be the winner. And yeah. it's like, there's this isn't a race like that, homie. Like, we're trying to get you to be safe. Yeah. Like, some people have their minds right, but there are, there are some people there who are just, they just want to win. And it's, it's so, it's so destructive. It's not us and them. It's just us. Yes. I don't know. Well, I hope that they find a, a vaccine soon. What else were your friends saying? Um, well, I covered everything I could think of at the moment. <laughs> um, I think you said you had a little bit more. Yeah, I think I mentioned that further on down, though. Oh, okay. Well, I can try calling one of them now. <laughs> Get their live opinion. I'm not going to put them on the spot like that, that, though. That's mean, especially since we're criticizing them actively. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do apologize to your friends. It's not like I'm... I'm just appalled at how they're not taking other people's lives into consideration. Yeah. Well, one of them is. He's just genuinely convinced that uh, it's better to focus on the business aspect of it than the the people aspect. He genuinely thinks that that you're likely to save more lives by, by focusing on businesses rather than people. I mean, I guess I can respect that, but that sounds kind of dumb. Yeah, I guess. I mean, money comes and goes. Yeah. Money comes and goes, and that's something that we put value into yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a construct that we've made mm-hmm. to, to do things in a certain way, and it doesn't have to be that way. We could do things in so many other different ways. We just chose this one. We have Bitcoin now. We have all of these other cryptocurrencies. We don't even need a currency. We don't. But since we are going to have one, there are other options. It's yeah. not just, what is it, fiat? Or what's the right word? I think, I think that's right. I may, I may have it wrong. If I am I wrong, please right. correct me. But, if, but anyways, there's... We can look it up later. <laughs> Um, but like there's so many other options that we could put value into lives those naturally have value in it because of what we're made of like we are souls like we are something beautiful inside we're not we're not the word that they used what was it deplorable we're not meant to be that way we're meant to have value and to hold value and the mm-hmm. way that they're seeing that, it's making it to where even yeah. they are just 
an item. They're objectifying these humans. Yeah. When and uh, in humanizing these businesses, whenever you should be humanizing the humans, and objectifying these businesses. Yeah. It's so backwards. When. When somebody is not personalized in your mind, it's easy to see them as more of a resource or a tool than an actual group of people. Uh, that's that's how people get away with with things mentally. How people get away with screwing people over. How people get away with the Holocaust. You know, just bad things that you don't necessarily. Uh, you don't necessarily think you're actually hurting people because you don't think of them as people. You think of them as a statistic or a resource or something. I can't believe people think like that. Like, like I, like, it's so hard. Yeah, Adolf Hitler, uh, one of his, he said a lot of very interesting things, but one of the, one of the things he said was, uh, a single death is a tragedy, but a million deaths is a statistic. Oh. That's if evil. If it's a single death, you personalize it. If it's a million deaths, it's a million deaths, you know? It's, it's just a number. But that's so sad. It is. But it tends to be true, I think, for a lot of people. Well... Probably for most people, really. I can't. I don't want to think that way. I mean, yeah. I know that there are people there, but I, I don't want to believe that there are people that way. It's, yeah, it's a matter of whether you personalize someone or not. It's, you don't, people tend not to personalize people they don't know anything about, people they've never seen, people they don't understand, which I think goes back to the whole shoeboxing thing I mentioned earlier. We mm. like to throw each other into shoeboxes, and uh, sometimes we like to be in a shoebox ourselves, but... It's, it's a, it, it all interrelates to just depersonalizing people and even dehumanizing people. And it's so hard to fix people or help people get through mm-hmm. and past being dehumanized. I've tried to do research on it and see how, so like yeah. all the COVID stuff too, that's something that I was like yeah. trying to look into and how it affects them and like like people who were um affected by it and they they felt they said that the alone time made them feel dehumanized that they made them feel in the way that they were being talked about on the news and the way that we're talking about right now makes them feel dehumanized mm-hmm. and so i was like well how do you get rid of that feeling and there's not a way we're so yeah. here in america like we're so privi- we're we're just privileged to have a lot of the resources and a lot of things the things that we do do have mm-hmm. um so whenever someone feels like alone and scared and they literally can have no contact with them when they do feel dehumanized mm-hmm. even though it is safer for them but it is so hard to find resources to help people getting past feeling dehumanized yeah there is no the studies that there are they are very limited yeah and so that just makes me worry not like if we were to just have had two weeks quarantine like where the entire nation just shut down completely for two weeks i feel like that would have saved so much more deaths from covid and in the future because like i said these de- these people who feel dehumanized now mm-hmm. and if they don't find the correct resources because we don't have any they're gonna want to you know yeah commit suicide you know things like that and then not only that 
at that point they're going to feel even more like a statistic once they start seeing more people commit suicides from feeling that way like sorry <laughs> it's a lot but yeah. am I explaining myself the way I feel like I am I think you are okay just it hurts me to hear people think that way yeah about others and not realize that it's not just going to affect them now it's going to affect them the rest of their life if they even get a chance to complete it mm-hmm. it's very easy to get into that habit of just shoeboxing people too that's that's something I've done a lot of thought about and it's kind of my kind of one of my life life's missions is to help unify people help break down those shoe boxes but um I don't I don't know if you've noticed but when I talk I try very hard not to use the word them or they sometimes I do and when I do I hear it and it, it just it just smacks yeah. me like a baseball bat <laughs> like, oh really crap I did that yeah but uh but I, I notice it when I or somebody else does that. I notice when people put labels on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, liber- liberals, blah, 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 whatever. Conservatives, blah, blah, blah. Democrats, you know, this, that, the other thing. Uh, Protestant Christians, uh, Catholics, uh, Hindu, whatever. Yeah. People like to throw labels around. And most of the time they don't realize they're doing it. But that is one thing maybe the only thing that mm-hmm. I will actually guilt trip somebody for. Yeah. I don't normally like to guilt trip people or manipulate them into feeling bad about something, but that is one thing that I will do that with. I didn't know that that was, like, something that you paid attention to and that it created such an impact. I'm sorry if I did that, and I will make sure to keep up for it. But still, that's crazy. Yeah. I hear people using those labels and and using them to categorize people and that that bothers me that's a problem mm-hmm. like I said it's not us and them it's not us against them it's not us or them it's just us we're all here together let's act like it how do you think that that's going to affect or how do you think that COVID's going to affect that right there um honestly it might help in the long run yeah. because it gives us a enemy a common enemy that isn't human mm-hmm. so we can focus on that more instead of beating up each other okay and do you have any ideas or any um maybe feedback or something that we could or like something that we could put out in the world that may be in the universe <laughs> that'll maybe start traction on how to get that started like how to unify more people that's really hard to do mm-hmm. um because it, it's a strong habit in a lot of people. It's even a strong habit in me, mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I hate to admit it. But uh, I do that sometimes. In this in this conversation, I heard myself use the word them once, mm-hmm. and I did not like it, but mm-hmm. I did. Um, and just be the best you can be at not categorizing people, not dehumanizing groups of people, not saying... Oh, they, they're stupid because they believe this. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just take everybody on a person-to-person basis. Use the, use the pronouns us and we instead of them or they. And just, uh, just focus on yourself 
and I, I like to think that other people will notice and mm-hmm. maybe maybe get the point mm-hmm. but I can't uh, I can't provide any evidence one way or the other on that unfortunately yeah it's something that I think that we talked about we touched on earlier so yeah that makes complete sense if we just keep working on ourselves yeah I mean you're you're the only person you can change you can influence people but you can't there change you go anything. so did you guys hear that 2020 COVID-19 is for you to focus on yourself <laughs> stop using they and them <laughs> I used that a lot didn't I um did you not, count <laughs> not too much I notice a lot more when I use it than when other people do but yeah yeah but uh you do use it some but not as much as most people do and I think that's actually one one interesting, subtle indicator of a person's personality that they don't realize. It says It's very telling about a person's personality, depending on how much they use they and them uh, versus us and we. Hmm. And that's one thing I think I've noticed about you, actually, is that you don't use they and them as much as a lot of people do. So that, that tells me that you are probably a lot better at not throwing people into those boxes than some people are. I try to be more conscientious. Try. Sometimes I still. Yeah. <laughs> one, one trap that I've fallen into myself with mm-hmm. this mindset is that it's easy to throw people into, <laughs> into boxes of, oh, we're the ones who, who uh, don't, <laughs> don't segregate people into boxes and they're the ones who do. Obviously, you know, you're throwing people in boxes when you do that. Oh, I see. (laughs) I see what you mean. Yeah. I guess it's more about being aware of what boxes are, what you're being... So I I did have a conversation about that with uh, somebody else. Um, We were talking about how... What else? Um, How everything is going on about... I'm going to bring it up and I'm so sorry. It's only because it's going to cover this part. But uh, the whole racial injustice... And, um, it's like, it's not, he was telling me, he's like, it's sad that you have to think that way. And I said, I know, but I'm not thinking that way to think that way, to be that way. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. and I know these labels and I understand them and I have to fully understand them because I am a person of color. My job is not to educate somebody else. My job is not to tell them what to do. My job is to protect myself and to make sure that I defend myself, mm-hmm. protect and defend my person, who I am, so I do not feel dehumanized. So, like, my job isn't to, to tell somebody what to do or how to feel or anything, but it is my job to understand how they feel. Yeah. So I know exactly what they're going to say, how they're going to act. So I can protect and defend myself from that situation. You know, if I do encounter a situation where I have to be like that, yeah. where I have to defend myself, where I have to protect myself. So it's not that like people who don't put labels on someone else is labeling somebody else, but they just have to be aware. So you have to be aware of the labels that someone else is putting on them. So you don't label someone that way. Yeah. So you can protect yourself from that from being in those situations so you can mm-hmm. you know because that that part is your responsibility making sure that you don't put yourself in those situations 
making sure that you know, like, situations, like, to where you're not able to protect and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. So you know how to protect and defend yourself in, in, in yeah. the moment. Yeah, if you're being negatively impacted by that, in a lot of cases, I think it's best to just avoid the people who are like that. But if you can't, uh, if if that's the majority of people who are who are being a problem, and there are people like that who are in, who have certain characteristics about them that are just looked down upon by so many different people that they just they're gonna have to face it head on. They have no other choice. And my friend, he's Caucasian. He's like, I'm sorry. And I said, you don't have to be sorry. He's, I was like, I understand, like, where you're coming from and what you're saying. But you have to understand that I have to protect and defend myself whenever it comes down to in, being in any type of these, any of these situations. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to be smart enough. I, like, there's no way around it. Like, I don't get a pass. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> but, I mean, hopefully COVID does open up more eyes like that. Opens oh. up more people to self. And I think it has. I think it has, too. Honestly, I feel like people are becoming more aware. I feel like a lot of the virus is partly responsible for the the fact that people are becoming more aware of racism and i i want to be very careful when i talk about this because i think that it goes too far in a lot of cases i think that it it becomes racism in the other direction in a lot of cases well it's not even what i i get what you're going to well mm-hmm. i just want to add something to that if i yeah, could um it's not just racism itself mm-hmm. everything yeah like being misogynistic versus not being you know or you know being pro-woman and other things too like there's even hate towards someone height someone's height like yeah i guess it's just i i wanted to add that into what you're saying sorry (laughs) yeah yeah no you're right did i mislead you in what you were gonna say (laughs) Um, yeah i'm I'm sorry i'm having a really hard time keeping a hold of my thought chains right now for some reason i guess my my conversation brain has just talked itself out or something oh snap i have i've had ideas in there of things to talk about and they're just they, they just disappear really quickly right now well that's i mean i guess that's a good sign hopefully <laughs> well do you have anything else you want to bring up today about covid um You know, I think that uh, people tend to overestimate the how much they have to stay inside. It's not necessarily about staying inside. It's about keeping your distance from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I go out uh, relatively often now, especially compared to towards the beginning of the thing. Mm-hmm. But I just keep my distance, you know? I, if I can, I stay... 10 or so feet away from everybody and I'm not you know 
I've, I've noticed a lot of people tend to, when they physically distance themselves, also emotionally distance themselves. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You can still smile at people. You can still say, hey, you just got to do it a little louder than you would otherwise. That's all. Yeah. There's, yeah, you don't have to let it degrade your social life. Yeah. At least not significantly. And I think, I do wonder if some people are going to set antisocial habits that are going to be hard to break and that are going to haunt them at the end of this. Mm. I know a lot of antisocial people are really enjoying this because it gives them an excuse not to go places, which I think is amusing, but kind of sad too. I know someone like that too. He's so delighted. He's like, <laughs> I don't have to see people. I don't have to do anything. I'm like, it's not like you really conversely, you know, <laughs> you went out anyways. Yeah. He's like, I know that's the best thing. No one notices. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. That is something you got to watch out for, though. It's really easy for somebody to, somebody who needs social interaction or help to just get swept under the rug and nobody knows they even exist right now. They're just staying at home and rotting emotionally. I think it's very easy for that to happen right now. How would you break someone's habit of that? How would you... Would would you even try? Um... Well, it's not necessarily about breaking their habit, but about helping them be happy. So, I mean, nobody's an island. Everybody needs some social interaction, but different people need it to different degrees. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I don't think it's about forcing somebody out of their home so much as giving them the attention and support they need. Uh, If somebody is... If somebody is emotionally disturbed and staying at home practically 24-7 because of it, right now nobody's going to notice, most likely. And Mm -hmm. that's the concerning thing. Um, But if you know... If you know a person and you haven't heard from them in a long time, you know, just check up on them. Just say, hey, how's it going? And uh, if they give you a dismissive answer, say, that's not good enough, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe even go over there to their place and, uh, odds are if you know them well enough to go over to their place and they're not getting out, they're the kind of person that need that, that interpersonal one-on-one social interaction because usually more, more introverted people tend to, tend to do a lot better with social interaction with small groups of people or even just one-on-one than large mm-hmm. groups of people. So that's what they need. Yeah. So just, you know, check up on people. If you see, if it looks like somebody's having a bad day, I mean, even just at the supermarket, you know, just smile, be nice, be friendly. Somebody, somebody drops something, offer to help them pick it up, you know, mm-hmm. just, just be a nice person. Some of those small things can really help somebody. As a matter of fact, I've got a story about that. Um, Please share. There was actually somebody at Walmart who uh, was asking for donations to put up signs about suicide. Uh, You know, like, you're meaningful and stuff like that. And 
uh, I gave her, I gave her some money. It was actually for her friend to do it, but and later on when I was having a really hard time, I saw one of those signs, and it picked me up. I didn't think that I, that I was you know donating to help myself, but yeah. I guess I was. You know, I was having a really hard time, and I saw one of those signs that I helped pay for, and it it just really picked me up. It's just little things that you never know what's gonna help. Just just a smile, just a smile at the supermarket can help. And you know, it's a little hard to do that. So you mm. kind of you with the masks on, you kind of have to exaggerate your expressions, but you can still <laughs> tell somebody's smiling yeah. as long as they're uh, doing it vividly enough. I've made sure that if I smile at someone with a mask on, I try to exaggerate my expressions so that they can tell. That's a really good idea to make sure that you're exaggerating your your yeah or a really good tip. That's awesome. I'm so glad that 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 helped you. Yeah, that was kind of fun, but yeah. And well, I tend to. Uh, something I have to remind myself about exaggerating my expressions is because I tend to have pretty subtle expressions, less so less so than I used to. Uh, before, sometimes when I was smiling, people could tell they're like, "You're smiling." It's like, <laughs> "No, I'm totally smiling." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I have to exaggerate because you you just can't you can't see the mouth, and if you exaggerate an expression, then it, it starts to go into you know wrinkles around the eyes and stuff so you can tell what's going on <laughs> yeah if Get you're just kind of smirking smile are, lines yeah if you're just smirking or whatever odds are nobody's gonna know if you have a mask on that's true unless you have extremely vivid basic like visual face expressions facial expressions yeah which a lot of people <laughs> don't i certainly don't normally well I'm glad that, that 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 was able to be talked about today. Yeah. I'm hoping more things happen like that. That more people go around talking or, yeah, yeah. yelling at each other like, hey, <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> like, hey, your hair looks great. More things like that. Yeah. Just bringing people say it. Just the smallest things that you don't even know are necessarily making a difference. You you may see somebody who doesn't look like they're having a good time and you smile at them. They still probably won't look like they're having a good time, but they, they may get in their car and go home and suddenly you just pull them out of a out of the out of the the depths of their mind. Yeah. Realizing that hey, live in the moment. It's right here. Yeah. You're okay. That's awesome. And it's such a weird not a weird, but it's such a different opinion to have from a male perspective or a, a different point of view from a male because males really don't care about things like that they don't very they don't really talk about things like that yeah it's it's not and so, it's not socially um normal it's not yeah not socially encouraged i'm not i'm not gonna say it's not socially acceptable because it is kind of it didn't used to be really it is it is now i to a degree anyways yeah uh, probably not to the full extent that it should be, but mm-hmm. males are generally trained to be emotionally caged, emotionally walled off, and emotionally controlled. Oh, snap. It does come with its advantages, but it causes a lot of damage, too. Yeah. 
You could only imagine. Because we're humans, like, regardless of if yeah. we're male or female, we all have emotions. I got a song about that on my Bandcamp page. Oh, do you? I do. What is it called? Uh, Man Up. Man Up. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up. Is that, is a song, is one of like, like your other songs? What do you mean? Where they don't have very much words, or does this one have more? It's got some words in it. Probably the most words of, possibly the most words of any of us. It's, it's one of the wordier ones, for sure. Okay. I'm gonna have to listen to that one. It's, the, the lyrics are pretty abstract, though. Uh, probably, possibly more abstract than they should be. <laughs> I like to make I like to make abstract lyrics. I don't like it to be you know in your mm-hmm. face obvious what's going on because I think it's more fun to think about it that way and it keeps you thinking about it longer. But uh, if you go too far, then very few people ever figure out what you're saying. Okay, so give me one lyric from the song, if you wouldn't mind. I'm gonna have to start up my computer. Oh snap! It it does a metaphor about um, ba- dancing dancing with someone and that someone is basically your emotions mm. uh, you can't dance it's saying that you can't dance with the person and uh, excuse me <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna take a second to get this open probably Oh, yeah. here somewhere but they're not comp- they're not exactly the same and they're not under the same name and I don't remember what name they're under so I'm gonna have to go to my bank camp page to find it. Sounds like a plan. I'm excited. This will give someone something to think about over their COVID break. starts to hurt dry your eyes to define your word oh wow yeah and then uh the majority of the rest of the song is about uh it basically personifies emotion Mm -hmm. and and refers to the relationship between the man and the the emotions yeah Feeling the emotions, like the ability to feel them? Yeah. And the... I mean, in this case, it's more about the inability to. Yeah. And the the metaphor is dancing. Uh, So basically, dancing with this person would be your ability to be emotionally intelligent, to interact with those emotions, but this is about not being able to dance with that person. That's so funny. And it's such a... 
like it's not not funny like that but but um, there's irony in that um because like women or a typical this is just a typical woman that like watches rom-coms like me <laughs> um they care for more like men who are emotionally intelligent and that yeah are intellectually um what is it like capable of having a good conversation Mm -hmm. and realizing like or having a thought process to go with it like to over to think over the conversation you guys had or whatever that's what they're mostly looking for in a partner so if males were to be more like that they would get more women well the two aren't necessarily related though emotional intelligence doesn't necessarily relate to one's ability to intelligently talk about things because uh Actually, in some ways, okay. In some ways, uh, emotion less emotionally intelligent people are better at talking uh, intelligently about things because that's all they think about. They don't think about their emotions; they just think about mm-hmm. you know, science, how 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 the world works, not about how they work. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's what more most women look for. Yeah. But so if they were to regulate that and be, make it more normal. Also, there is a certain easier. restriction to that, though, that depends on the person. Uh, because I think that, I think that emo- this emotional walled-off behavior is, I don't think it's all bad. Mm-hmm. I think that it gives men control over their emotions, mm-hmm. which is something that, uh, no offense, but women aren't trained to have as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it's, it's, true. it's very useful. It's true, and that's something that I'm learning, like, having to, like, reel things, like, things back in, and yeah. setting up boundaries to not let people walk over me, and, like, regards to, like, emotional boundaries, like, letting them <laughs> vent, yeah. um, and the certain things that they do vent, like, as a woman, I'm, or as, like, myself, I'm, I just sit there and listen, and I try to be the best person, you know, in like the best listening person because if I were to have something I would want them to listen to me too mm-hmm. it's like it my listening is very intentional so it's it's I want to have more boundaries like I'm like a generalized man would you know yeah I want to be like the boss <laughs> of my emotions and not let them run all over the place yeah too that's a hard skill to learn too so it's hard both ways. Yeah, it is. There, there are dis- advantages and disadvantages to both, for sure. Okay. Dang. <laughs> that just puts so much into perspective. Well, I think I've got out everything that I wanted to talk about today for COVID. Okay. Do you yeah. have anything else? As far as COVID goes, I think that's good. Okay. Well, we'll see everyone next time. Any homework for anybody? Give, give someone a smile. Okay. Someone who you wouldn't normally give a smile. Okay. Find someone who bothers you at the supermarket and smile at them. Hey, that's a good homework task. You hear that, guys? Go smile at someone. Make sure, the tip he gave earlier, make sure you go out there and you use your facial expressions very loudly. To know that, so they know that you are smiling at them. All right, bye.
To continue listening to our two cents, please donate a couple of cents through anchor.fm. Use that support button. Toodles!